it's Dorothy from I Fire Up, and today we're lucky enough to have Jay Gross on our podcast. I'm very excited about it. He's presented at many I Fire Up conferences, and he presents throughout the country, and always on the reviews from participants. They always say, bring Jay back, and many times they'll say the best keynote ever, best session ever. So I thought it would be good to share his wealth of information with the listeners out there, our audience, and we're very excited to have Jay. Jay is a high school teacher, but I'm going to let him give a little bit of his background, where he teaches, and what he teaches. Hi, Jay. Go ahead. Hey, Dorothy. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Background. Okay. 28th year in the classroom, English, speech, debate. I've taught everything from 8th grade through 12th grade. So, coached a whole lot of stuff over the years. Uh, Currently, (laughs) <laughs> president of the union. You know you're very involved in your students' lives from coaching to you even officiate sometimes. You are always involved in their lives. So that's a big thing that you talk about is relationships. And I would like you to talk about that with our listeners because you have a really strong relationship with your students. If anybody goes on your Facebook or is around you or goes to your district, they know this. Um, you make immediate relationships with people in sessions. So how do you get such a tight bond with these students? And you know, what would you recommend to teachers how they could get a close relationship to, especially our new teachers starting out? That's a good question. Um, I get asked that a lot. Dorothy, because, and the big thing that keeps coming back is, and the only thing I can trace it back to is one of my favorite compliments I get after a session that just happened in Minnesota. A woman grabbed me by the arm. She goes, thank you so much for being real. Uh, I just try to be me. I try to be honest. Try to, the students that I teach, let them know how this is going to apply to life. Relevance is another big thing. I just put a session together on relevance. And it's uh, trying to make sure that what they understand that what they're doing, how it will relate to life. And I still remember Jamie Nelson, one time, former student of mine, he said, somebody asked me whether or not to take your class or another teacher's class. And he said, I looked right at the student and I said, if you want to, learn about English, take so-and-so. But if you want to learn about English in life, you take Jay. And, or Mr. Gross at the time, because he was talking to a student. And I took that as in the highest regards when we talked about that. Because I believe 100% learning doesn't really take place until there's a relationship. My coaches that I used to play for, uh, my teachers, the ones that I saw them as people and I saw them as you know they have lives outside of the classroom off the playing field and I I saw them as human beings it made me feel so much better I mean I tried harder for them I worked harder for them so I'm gonna we were supposed to have our first day today we had a snow day and I was so excited to get in I have eight questions on the board every kid goes up the first day and we just talk and get to know each other one of the questions is uh what's your favorite learning style you know is it visual audio hands-on that kind of thing and just different things like that to get to know them what do they want to be called and then i do it with each one of the classes and then uh, the day after we'll get together and set goals together and then we hold each other accountable so technically the course you know, to me, it starts day one, but I also bring them in. We'll get started about the third day where I'll go over the syllabus and expectations and things like that, and then I get their input. So to me, it's just letting them see me as a human being, a real person who's honest. And the one thing I just want to stress, Dorothy, is I can't connect with every single kid. I mean, there's some I've tried. We're just, it's not meant to be in. I was talking to somebody, 
can't remember where it was at, but I said, don't worry about it if you can't connect. It's okay. We're not met. I, there was teachers in school when I was in school. I didn't want anything to do with. And, that, I mean, I went to their class. I understood what they were about, but I could find somebody who I think can help them or find a way to get mm-hmm. to that kid. So mm-hmm. right. that's kind of lengthy, but. Yes, there's other adults there that they may connect with, and that's okay, too, because like you said, they Absolutely. may have a yeah, common interest with your teaching partner or the social worker or counselor or something. Absolutely. So when you started out teaching, did this all come naturally to you with the relationships, or did you have to focus on it, or you know, was it just all easy for you? <laughs> the best thing that could have happened to me, I was in, I'll never forget this. I was student teaching and I was into Myers and this uh, little sophomore girl she's a cheerleader come running around the corner and it was early in the morning on a Saturday and she looked up I hear Mr. T and she comes running over they must have been something going on she was in her uniform and I saw a man and a woman come around the corner which I knew were her mom and dad because they had the pin Mm -hmm. with her picture on it like parents wear and I smiled said hi and she come running up she grabbed the front of my cart and she looked up at me and she was talking. All of a sudden, she looked down at my cart. She looked up at me and she stopped talking. She had this wide-eyed look. And her parents, had, by that time, had come up behind her. And I looked at her and I go, Sunshine, you okay? Something wrong? She goes, Mr. Gross, you grocery shop. <laughs> and her mom put her head down and shook it. Her dad covered his face and shook it. And I leaned over the cart. And I'll never forget this. I looked right at her and I said her name and I said, Sunshine, um, the little guy that normally fills my refrigerator slipped on the ice cube tray and broke his leg. I had to come out of my classroom. And she goes, well, no, that's not what I meant. But then as I'm driving home and from that moment on, I really understood that sometimes they don't see us as teachers. They don't see us as teachers. I mean, they don't see us as humans. They see us as teachers only. And I went, oh, my God, I, I, I can't do this job by just being an information source i want to get to know them i want to know what makes them laugh what makes them smile what makes them hurt you know the things what are their dreams and then tie that if we're talking about shakespeare or doing frankenstein or whatever it is i'm teaching can i tie that into their life and can i take the theme can i take the motif and tie that into their life and i guess it goes to my one roommate he always asked me why how come you don't use a textbook you know the ones where they get the teachers editions dorothy and they've got the in the margins where they say okay start give them five minutes to write on this question and then now ask this now say this and get their response and i've never used that i use the same book i give the kids so if we're reading frankenstein i have the same copy of frankenstein and i pull from it so it's just one of those things where i just kind of real world experience tied in with what I know that they need to know to be successful in life. And I don't know how to teach that. It's just me being me. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you want practical real world examples for them too. When you're teaching something, you want to make sure it can connect with what they're doing. They can grow from it and then experience their dream if that's what they desire to do. Yeah. Absolutely. You spend a lot of time, and I know outside of the classroom with these kids. What about a teacher that maybe can't do that right now in their lives? They are busy with maybe another job. They maybe have a lot of kids. They may be a single parent. So some of our teachers, you know, how do you suggest to those teachers that may not have that extra time to go to all these events and the things that you're able to possibly do, how can they connect just in the classroom with those students more at school or what are your thoughts on that piece that's a great question i love that one okay to me you're there before school 
You're there after school. You're there in the hallway time. I just did a chapter for the book I was telling you about. I've been writing on it now. And hallway time, I think, is the most special time to really connect with kids. Whether or not, you know, I know some teachers are like, that's the only chance I get to go to the bathroom. That's the only chance I get to do this. And, well, it's the only chance, too, sometimes, just standing outside your classroom, you get a chance to see and talk to kids you might not see all day. You know, I one of my favorite ones is there's a kid walking down the hallway looking like a zombie. I go, I didn't get a smile today. What's wrong with that? And if they don't smile, it's like, hey, you all right? That's the first question out of my mouth, and most of the time I don't even really realize I'm saying it. It's like, hey, you all right? Uh, the other thing is I don't care what people say, and I, this is a whole conversation for another day. You can connect on social media. If you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on uh, Snapchat, and you see a kid make a phenomenal play at a game, or you hear about it, or you heard of a kid getting a scholarship, or they were in a play, and you hit that, and you tag them, it's like, hey, way to go. I know that just wishing a kid happy birthday on Facebook's another way to do that. So the question is, are you willing to take it and make it a priority? And I understand family. You know, I've got the three boys we adopted. i got seven dogs now. My wife's, uh, my wife's president for the state of Michigan Bands and Orchestra, plus she teaches band. I mean, our lives are absolute chaos. You just have to sit back and go, is it worth it? for me to really try this path of getting to know my kids and letting them get to know me so it enhances my classroom experience because this is where it gets to that point you and I have talked you know um, door handles and eyes when you close that door the last day of teaching and you retire and you leave this profession are you going to look back and it was all on curriculum test scores your evaluation the content standards the benchmarks what are they going to say about you when you leave or are you going to put in that effort that they go god when i was hungry he was there with a dollar or he had a refrigerator um god he was always standing in the hallway to smile at me he was always there to make fun of michigan state when he was wearing his michigan sweatshirt you know what do they what do you how do you want to be remembered and what are you doing to get to that point it's about priorities Jay, you just made an excellent point where even if they're not connected with these kids on social media, they do hear about maybe the great play the kid made at the football game or a game or something at a band competition, and then to talk about that at school the next day or when they see him again. That is an excellent point because even if they don't connect with them on social media, they still can have that conversation at school when they see him again. So that would work as well. So before we end this podcast, I want you to give three tips. So think about three tips. I know I'm putting you on the spot that you would advise teachers um, or especially our new teachers always ask questions about, you know, how do you how do these people have such great relationships? How do these experienced teachers know all these kids and their families and things like that build those relationships? I should take a pop quiz. I'll try to keep it short for you. First one is don't fear. Don't fear trying new things because sometimes it can be painful and there's so much out there and there's so many different ways to go. And you know, I've, you and I have worked together now for years. I'm the extreme liberal outside the box thinker that'll pretty much try anything. And if I fail, I'll assess it, move on. I may use it again. I may refine it. I may discard it. I don't know, but don't fear trying new things. You'll you'll regret it someday if you don't. Um, Second thing is, no matter what you do, I don't care what level you're at, and I don't care if you're a bus driver, if you're a cook, if you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, you're a board member, if you're anybody involved at the school level, stop and look through kids' eyes. How would you, the way you're treating that kid or talking to that kid or teaching that kid or driving the bus for that kid, how would you respond to yourself? We don't do that enough and look inward. So many people go in and they got to get this content. they got to get this standard. i got to get this kid on the bus. i got to get this food on that kid's tray. And they don't stop and look and go, 
if I treated myself that way or somebody treated my kid that way, I would feel terrible if they did that. So um, that was two. I'm only at 66%. So um, <laughs> I guess the last one is just, and I, I know it sounds redundant, but us together, just be real, be you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I people come to me all the time, and I had student teachers trying to teach the way I teach, and it doesn't work. You've got to be yourself. You've got to bring yourself, your personality, your world experience, your love for this profession and the passion that's inside of you with that stuff and grossify it is what I call it. You would Dorothyify it. But find a way to be yourself, be real, and take that curriculum and make it meaningful to the kids your way. That to me is the key. Jay, thank you for sharing those tips. And you talk about the relationships, being real, and creating an environment of risk-taking. And we know that is what you do because I've heard you many times speak, and that's what you encourage other educators to do. So we appreciate your knowledge, and we appreciate your relationships with kids, and we appreciate you sharing that with educators throughout the country. So thank you so much, Jay. We appreciate it.